Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. This story from Sandy Township, Pennsylvania shows the dangers of road rage and how a man can defend himself from it with whatever is close by. Police there say they investigated what was later determined to be a road rage incident late last week, saying they originally got the call Thursday showing 36-year-old Michael McKendrick had pulled a gun on another man at the Walmart parking lot. The gun part actually came later. As investigators found out, McKendrick first had a disagreement with the victim in the case and decided that the best way to settle that was with a knife. The unidentified man at the sharp end of the blade was in fact ready to stand his ground and he pulled out a weed eater ready to go mano a mano <laughs> until McKendrick dropped the knife and then pulled out his pistol. That though gave weed eater guy enough time to get in his car and drive away. So you can, in fact, bring a weed eater to a knife fight. But not a gunfight. <laughs> but not a gunfight. <laughs> if I ever get in that circumstance, Cliff, I'll know that I've made wrong choices in my life. Well, our thought of the day, we're going to kick it off right off the bat here this Monday morning. Remember, yep. it's easy to blame others for your mistakes. This is true. So try it. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, if it's easy. It gets, <laughs> it's just, just go for it. You ever had a check engine light on so long that, well, after a while, Cliff, when it finally goes off, you kind of miss the thing? <laughs> no, I've never had experience that, I must say. I mean, I'm battling that right now. <laughs> Took a little trip over the weekend, the yeah. light's been on for months, yeah. and boom, it went off. And the yeah. entire trip, I'm thinking, there's something wrong with my car. The check engine light's not coming on like it used to. <laughs> I think, Cliff, I'm going yeah. to have to take it in. I think I'm going to have to take it in. I think the light has been on so long yeah. that I've burned the bulb out in the check engine light. <laughs> and that's something you got to get fixed. I, of course, what yes. the problem is causing to make the light come on? You don't really care about that. No. <laughs> but I miss my check engine light. Do you think, Cliff, I could get the mechanic to put in one of them LED bulbs in my check <laughs> you engine light? You could probably light? get an upgrade to an LED bulb that would never burn out. Yes. It's entirely possible. I hope so, because the uh, tungsten cheapie that I've got in there <laughs> yeah. seems to have went uh -huh. bad. Yeah. We this break-in in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, continues to provide proof that people will steal anything, anytime and anywhere. Police there say Tuesday night of last week, a thief or thieves broke into this business and stole a number of items, including a computer, iPad, and several tools, and a laundry list of one thing that makes you think the perpetrators weren't paying that much attention to what they were doing. Police say the criminals went to the bar and pretty well cleaned it of all the bottles present. 22 bottles, as a matter of fact, all gone without a trace from the bar at the Fine Art Bartending School. Oh, sure, there was, in fact, liquid of various colors in all the bottles, but since they were used for training purposes, it was all water, and none of them had any liquor in them. So, in essence, the thieves stole colored water. <laughs> the owner of the place later told the local paper that one might chalk the water theft up to an honest mistake, except for the fact that the words, No alcohol! was stenciled on the front window of the bartending school. <laughs> I didn't even know they had a school for bartenders. Uh, I've seen, used to be one in Nashville. 
years ago when I lived down there, you would see ads for them on TV. Of course, anybody who would actually have any experience with a bartender would say, they don't teach you anything. You can't learn on the job. It's not going to get you a job. It's not like you have, you know, a master's degree in bartending and you're going to get it. They're going to roll out the red carpet to hire you. That's what he told me anyway. I'd like to have that on my resume, though. <laughs> it go good right next to your certificate from the DJ Academy. Yes, I have a <laughs> master's degree in bartending. That would be kind of yeah. nice. Okay. Well, Cliff, you know, restaurants, yeah. they have to do all kinds of special things yes. to try to lure you and I into the facility to uh, partake of the food. Because there's, yes. a, you know, a I mean, huge in, amount of restaurants. In, there's a lot of restaurants, and in some areas where it's uh, kind of um, like touristy, they're just, it's like the whole, there's like one right after the other. Yes. It's like that in Key West. We were in Key West a number of years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there's just block after block of block of, of restaurants, and there'll be like a maitre d' out on the sidewalk waving a menu, trying to get you to come in. We, this is what our specials are. He's basically selling like a street hawker um, to get you to come in and eat. I've never seen that before. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, Cliff, mm-hmm. I bring this up because in China, there's a restaurant there, and their promotion offers you discounts from 10 to 50%, depending on mm-hmm. if you can make the owner laugh. You have to make the owner laugh. You make him laugh. Okay. Now, the funnier you are, yeah. the greater the discount. Okay. And so you go into the owner, every yeah. customer that wants mm-hmm. to try it, and you tell him some kind of a joke and see what his response is. Do you know what this means, Cliff? What does it mean? You and I. Yeah would actually starve in the country (laughs) of China. (laughs) Yeah, we're paying full price. There's no doubt about that. No doubt about that. The studies are out, and the Mm -hmm. results have come in, and it's uh, pretty obvious. What's that? The dad bod is more attractive (laughs) to ladies than a six-pack gut. You know, I read that uh, on a social media post, and I didn't know if it was a uh, valid scientific study or not. It is. But I guess it is. Yes, the dad bod. Now, yeah. how would you describe the dad bod? <laughs> I think I would go with yeah. softly round. Softly round. Yes. I think that's a fair, you know, fair short answer. Yeah. There's a little bit longer an answer. Okay. What was once a sculpted chiseled frame has now digressed into a soft, flabby, heaping pile of I don't give a crap anymore. Okay. <laughs> or softly round. <laughs> Take your pick. It's, you know. But I'm telling you, Cliff. Yeah. I am so happy that I didn't waste a lot of my life. Doing sit-ups? You're not a kidding. (laughs) I would have been sitting here with egg on my face if I'd been doing that. You'd have had a chiseled frame, but you'd have egg on your face because really no one wants that. That's right. They want the dad bod. And I'm thinking, ladies, if you want the dad bod. There's a man right there who's got one. No, no. It's even better. What's that? If you you like the softly round. The softly round? Yes. Yeah. I'm offering something even better. What's that? Because this morning, Cliff, I came into work early. You did? Long before you got here. Oh, yeah. And I went into the full-length mirror that we have here at Country Down. Yeah, in the men's room. For some reason, we have to have that. Yes. I don't understand. And I took my shirt off. Yeah. And I took a look at myself. (laughs) No. And I believe (laughs) I may have one of the uh, the few granddad bods. You know what I'm saying? I'm I know thinking exactly what you're saying. If the ladies like the uh, dad bod. The granddad bod. You should go crazy over it. That's right. Hey, you know what? I actually, I am a granddad. So, I got the bod for it, too. You see? Take your shirt <laughs> off and show everyone. Okay, here Cliff. we go. Yeah. 
Oh, my. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, that's horrid. I saw this morning in Manchester, England, Kathleen Crane. She lives by a school there in England, Mm -hmm. and Kathleen has been banned by the school from wearing a bikini in her yard. Well, it's her private property. How can they do that? Well, they did it. Officials say that (laughs) if the children see Kathleen in her bikini, they will be traumatized. (laughs) Really? Kathleen is 81. Now, I think they're handling this all wrong. I I would agree with that. Probably for different reasons, you and myself, but I would say it's being handled incorrectly. Yes. If the kids misbehave, they should be forced to stare at Kathleen for a while. <laughs> so they could put detention out there by the fence next to her yard. Yes, what are you saying? that's exactly right. <laughs> I'm saying it's um, it's her private property. As long as it's within the realms of, you know, decent exposure, Yeah, she should be able to do whatever she wants, no matter what her neighbors are. And if her neighbors don't like it, they can put up a fence so they can't see. And they've legally forced her not to be able to do it ever again. And what country is this? England. Manchester, England. In England? Yes. Well, not the free country we thought you were. No wonder we revolted against you! Weed, if there are worse places to drop and spill a bag of illegal drugs all over the floor, I don't know where it is. Police in the Bronx say 27-year-old Jennifer Mongi had her purse full when she dropped it, spilling what was later found to be four large bags of crack, 20 small baggies of heroin, and 16 more little glass vials of that drug all over the floor of her workplace when she came in for the day. She was arrested later on charges of drug possession, a case that was probably pretty easy to put together considering that Mongi worked as a paralegal in the Bronx attorney's, a district attorney's office. And she spilled the drugs all over the floor of that DA's office on East 161st Street when her purse went astray as she arrived to work. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Cliff, I wouldn't have the uh, courage to ever do that. Yeah. I mean, to bring them inside, would you? I, I wouldn't want to touch them or be anywhere around them in the first place. No, but if you were, <laughs> would you take them inside to work, to work? To work when you work for the DA. Yes. No. I mean, yes, leave them in the car. I've <laughs> been sitting here thinking, we ought to give away a prize of some kind. Well, we should. Indiana Caverns tickets. How about that? Okay. 812-386-1250. Yes. You'll call us up. We'll put you on the air, and we'll just uh, give you a statement. And you tell us, is that the truth, or did we just make it up? <laughs> Do it next after okay. Brett Young. Cool. Well, Indiana Cavern tickets, they're up for grabs this morning here on the Morning Road Show, and you can call us at 812-386-1250. We'll give you yeah. that statement. It'll be nice and simple, and it's okay. really kind of easy, Cliff. And so mm-hmm. you're going to win, I'm pretty sure of that, if you call. <laughs> Once again, if you call. It must be the rain, Cliff. <laughs> it must. Oh, here we go. Here we oh, go. Here we thankfully. go. Thankfully. Thankfully. All right. Hi, who's this? Tiffany. All right, Tiffany, what's your last name? Lamory. And where are you from? Bicknell. Okay. Well, Tiffany, first of all, thank you for saving us for yeah, by calling from, in this morning. From embarrassment. Yeah, we appreciate <laughs> you're it. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Now, I'm going to read you this statement, Tiffany. If you get it right, you're going to go to uh, Indiana Caverns. You tell me if it's correct, if it's a true statement, or if I just made it all up. Okay. 86% yeah. of America's fireworks are all imported from China. I'm going to say it's true. That is true. Yes. Congratulations. Awesome. Yes. Now, Tiffany, you've won those tickets to the Indiana Caverns, and they've also got zipline rides over there. Yeah. 
Would you like awesome. to try to go for those? Uh, sure. <laughs> now, if you don't win, you're going to have to give back your uh, winnings that you already have, okay? Okay. All right. <laughs> I'll try it. All right. Well, I'm going to read you three statements. I need you to tell me the incorrect answer for all three of these. Can you do okay. that? Yep. Don't answer correct or you're going to lose. Here we go. Thanks. Tiffany, name the instrument that you use to tell time. But I'm not supposed to give the correct answer. Yeah, you have, you, you got to give the wrong one. Wrong answer. Uh, a wall? There you go. That's correct. A wall is what well that's, said. That's correctly <laughs> incorrect. Yeah. Very uh -huh. good. Number two. Now do it as quick as possible. First thing that pops in your head. Okay. Name, name a day of the week. Oh, um, um, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> no, what? What? No, no, I didn't finish, though. <laughs> give the wrong answer. Give us the wrong answer. Name yeah. the day of the week, Tiffany. Um, ground. ground. There you well go. Done. Well done. Yes. Well done. And now it's pretty simple. Please name a crayon color. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> eyes. 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 Well, That's also incorrect. Congratulations. Well done. This is really hard. It is really it's hard. Very difficult. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Well, <laughs> Tiffany, congratulations. You've won both the Indiana Caverns tickets and the Zipline tickets. We've got them with your name here at Country 98.1, okay? Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye, Tiffany. Bye. What a great job she did, Cliff. <laughs> almost, though. She almost slipped up. I heard a two come <laughs> yep, out. Was, I heard a two. She was going to say the right answer. So you say Friday at 8.30. Hey, hey, time. Weed, we're on the air. Oh, well, hang on just a second. <laughs> really? So we have um, to wait? Just a Who second. are you talking? You're on the phone. I'm on the phone with Who? the great Weedini. Oh, really? So Friday at 8.30 would be all right. You're talking to the great Weed Weenie. Weedini. <laughs> he didn't mean that. He didn't mean that. Okay, all right. We can do it. I'll Come on. <laughs> I'm just confirming. Yeah. I'm confirming, Claire. You're confirming what? The great Wadini yeah. will be here in our studios yeah. this Friday morning at 8.30. About this time, he will be right here, so Cliff. on Friday. And he's going He'll to perform a magic, <laughs> a magic act right here on Country 98. He's going to perform a magic act on the radio. Yes. Now, we went over the rules. What are the rules? Well, the only rule really is. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's two rules. Okay. You can't suck. Yeah. And there's no fire. That's the two oh, rules oh, okay. for the great Wadim. Oh, you mean rules for him to yes. be here? Yes. Okay. Yes. So he has to be good. There's no sucking. Yes. And we, we're we not to have any combustible materials in the room. None whatsoever. Okay. As a matter of fact, all <laughs> lighters have to be taken out of the building. That's right. We're checking those out and leaving them in the... In the parking lot. I don't want to have to search him, <laughs> but I may have to on Friday morning. And you're going to strip search the great weed weenie. He's he, well, <laughs> not doing that part, but we'll we'll do a light search of the, a light search. the great oh, weenie, okay. and he's going to give someone listening yeah the chance to win tickets to Holiday World on Friday at eight thirty. Ooh, really? Eight thirty, eight thirty-five, eight forty. We're not going to be real particular about well, this. Just time. as long as he shows up, doesn't suck and. Yes. Doesn't set anything on fire. Yes. And so we're going to try that, Cliff, hopefully yeah. Friday. Now, yeah. I'm not promising anything because yeah. he's got his own ways of doing things. He could back out. Well. You heard the confirmation <laughs> right there on the phone. I mean, yeah, because, you know, he couldn't call us while we're not on the air. 
We have worked for a long time, years, yes. trying to get the great Wadini yes. back in our studio. Because he hasn't been here since the unfortunate fire incident here in this room. And now that we've got him confirmed. We figured it out a way to get him to be here again where the boss would actually let him in the building and all of that. And you announced it. Friday, the great Weedini will be here. And the first thing that we hear about is a complaint. Yes. <laughs> right off the bat. Yes. All this weight and yeah. work yeah. behind the scenes. Uh-huh. And the complaining has started. Yeah. Could you not do it Wednesday when I'm in town? <laughs> that way we can do like a practice run yeah. to make sure that nothing catches on fire and that it's actually funny. Well, the great Wadini. Oh, oh, see, yeah, that's yes. a, that's a mistake. That's right. Yeah, the great Wadini is not funny. No, his he takes his mysticism very seriously. I wish I could say that mysticism. <laughs> yeah, that's a <laughs> say that again, Cliff. He takes his mysticism very seriously. I like the way that rolls off your tongue. Thank you very much. But he'll be here Friday morning if all goes well. Yeah. But I am not. I am not. Strip searching the great Wadini. <laughs> oh, sure you are. No. <laughs> they said no flammable materials. There's I, only one way to find I out. I don't want to know what's under that cape. <laughs> and I wish we could have pushed the button, Cliff, and had Uncle Fester on live. Because <laughs> he's been in our studio for a little bit. That's right. He was here just visiting. Yes. In advance of uh, a little bit later on for the Wabash County Fair. Yes. Of course, we're talking about so, Mike Wilson. That's right. And the Wilson and, Weenie Mobile <laughs> that he drives over here. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. And, and we, he didn't bring the light bulb either. No, he did not. we always have him bring the light bulb so we can put it in his mouth and light the darn thing up. That's right. Well, Cliff, yep. our Take It to the Bank today yes. involves two things that okay. I'm going to let you, our news director, decide which one you want to hear. So I get to pick from these two choices. Yes. Okay. Choice number one, okay. Kung Fu. We're going to tell you what it is. Okay. <laughs> okay. And the second one? Yeah. The secret to getting someone to do something that you ask them to do. We have the secret. There's here. a secret to that? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I guess maybe I already know it and I don't know about it. <laughs> yeah, maybe you do. <laughs> Let's do Kung Fu. You're doing Kung Fu. I want to do Kung Fu. You surprised me there because it's short and sweet. <laughs> well, it's short. I don't know how sweet <laughs> it's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> it's time now for Take It to the Bank. And we mentioned earlier, Cliff, Kung Fu. And the first thing that popped through my head after we mentioned that earlier was the TV show Kung Fu with David Carradine. Oh, that was on like in the mid-70s. Yes. It was like, it ended in 75 or something like that. It was on for like three or four years. And, And of course, I was younger then. I have a different perspective. But it was really good television. And I wonder yeah. if it would be if you saw it yes, now. Yes, because I watched some shows over the weekend. It was like, I used to think this stuff was good. And this is corny as all get out. Charlie's Angels hits me right yeah. in that spot, oh, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we, uh, <laughs> we get off track here a little bit. Yeah, so we're talking about Kung Fu. Yes, and that's our take it to the bank. Okay. Kung Fu isn't just a term for Chinese martial arts. Okay. Did what you else? know that? No, I, I didn't know that. Kung Fu refers yeah. to mm-hmm. anything yeah. that takes time patience, and energy to study and to learn. I didn't know that at all. So I could be the Kung Fu DJ of Southwestern (laughs) Indiana. (laughs) I can hear it now, Cliff. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Can you give me the temperature, grasshopper? (laughs) It's 68 at Country 98.1. So you said it takes time, 
patience and energy. Yes. In order to master the art of kung fu in on any subject. That's right. All right. Do you 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 have lots of time because you're lazy. <laughs> patience. You don't really care one way or the other, so I guess you got patience. I do have patience. And energy, as long as you're sitting in your lazy boy with the feet propped up and a bag of candy bars at your side, you have plenty of that. Maybe you could actually be the Kung Fu DJ of Southwest Indiana. Thank you very much. Yeah. And, uh, well, parts of that. (laughs) Were made up. You wouldn't want to take those to the bank. (laughs) That's exactly right. (laughs) Cliff, anything said today? Morning Roadshow Phrases of a Day, start with number three. The Kung Fu DJ of Southwestern Indiana. You only rate three, I might add. Thank you. You haven't got the black belt yet. No. Number two, strip search the great Weedini. That'd be another no. Yeah. But the number one morning roadshow phrase for today, we'll find out Friday. Because the great Weedini takes his mysticism very seriously. I can't wait till Friday, Cliff. More so than usual this time. Yeah, yeah. 8.30 mm-hmm. or approximately thereabout. Mm-hmm. Someone listening could win tickets to Holiday World. Ooh. If his... Mysticism. Matches up with your... <laughs> Mysticism. <laughs> if there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.